Hello everyone and welcome to the Switching to Plan B podcast. I'm Jumbo. And I'm Robin. And today we're going to preview the Miami Grand Prix as well as talk about our thoughts on sprint races. Tires are okay for Plan B. Okay, so before we talk about sprint races, I just wanted to talk about a possible leaked livery for the Mm. Miami Grand Prix. Yeah. And it's come from Rocket League. Now, I love Rocket League, but if you didn't know, they did a previous, or the 2021 cars, they did a whole like sort of package where you could be the F1 cars. Mm -hmm. And they've done it again for this year, but they have possibly leaked a Miami McLaren livery. That's interesting. Uh, Basically, the base livery... But it's got like pink palm trees on it, or like a pastely pink sort of palm tree. Mm. For Miami. For Miami, obviously, yeah. Yeah. I think it actually works quite well. As a one-off livery, it's okay. I mean, there is, as we said before, there is a lot of hype about the Miami Grand Prix. So it doesn't yeah. surprise me that a team has done it. And I don't know if it... I've won, I'm not sure if it is an actual thing. Mm. Because I haven't seen anything official at the time of recording this. But also... It is just in the game, so it might not be. But seeing as they've got all the other liveries as well, and they've got the normal McLaren one, to add a Miami one just seems a bit strange if it wasn't an official thing. But even weirder than that is that they've also got a slightly different version of it. There actually seems to be two versions of it. Okay. So there is a blue version. So imagine the actual colours flipped. So instead of the main colour being orange and then having the blue and accents... The blue is the main colour and then yeah. it's got the orange accents and then they've got like the pinky pastel coloured palm trees on it again. Mm-hmm. That's quite interesting. Yeah, I think I prefer the blue. I, I agree. I think the blue is definitely different, but I just wonder if it looks a bit too much like an Alpine though, a little bit, that blue. It's difficult to say from, from that picture because it's not a high quality picture either. No. But yeah, possibly a Miami Grand Prix livery for McLaren. Yeah. And maybe some other teams we don't know yet. But um, that will be interesting to see. Yeah, I think also a bit disappointing if it doesn't happen, because um, I think everyone's kind of expecting it. Yeah. And also, I do kind of get like a little bit of golf livery vibes, maybe. We know how well that the golf livery did last time. Everyone sort of raved over it. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't surprise me that they might do something like this. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the main topic, sprint races. Now, we forgot last time, before when we were doing the preview to Imola, that it was a sprint weekend. So we didn't mention any of this. But yeah. um, just in general, what are your thoughts on them? Do you like the sprint race weekends or not that big a fan? Um, I'm not convinced about the sprint races. Not convinced? No. Um, I always miss qualifying because I'm at work. Yeah. So I'll be, well, not all of it, but I miss some of it at least. And I, I, don't, I don't feel like the races themselves are that exciting. No, I'd agree with that. I think, I think it's 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 a difficult one. It's obviously money based, isn't it? I think mm. that, that's the decision to do it, and you know, um, I don't think there's any hiding from that because there is. Why, why do it if, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, if it's not money based, um, and it does seem money seems to be the stumbling block as to why we didn't have six races this season, and we've only got three sprint races this season because they wanted more money for that. Right. I can understand the fact that it drives more people in. Because some people might, might not want to watch, the newer fans might not want to watch a full race. They might want to watch a half an hour race. I can understand that side of it as well. But I do feel like it's just a gimmick. Because as you say, the racing isn't that good. The best racing we had in a sprint was Interlagos in Brazil when Hamilton was at the back because he got disqualified from qualifying. Yeah. So it was a bit like, 
I think there are certain tracks where it could work. Imola, I don't think it worked at all. I don't feel like it was a strong enough overtaking circuit for it to work. No, and also, like the Brazil one, there were drivers that needed to make up places, so they were trying hard to get there. Yeah. There was an incentive to move up. Even though they've now put points to one to eight, yeah, it's still... It still didn't seem like it's enough to incentivize people to try harder to get further ahead. No, and I, I, I kind of feel like it sounds stupid, but I think I think the reverse grid would work a lot more than just points. Because let's say you do a reverse grid, right? And at Imola, you had Williams and Aston Martin, or the Alfa Romeos, or I can't remember who was at the back. At the back, and they're in the point scoring positions, right? Yeah, that's a lot of points that they could get if they can maintain those positions. Yeah. And then you start opening up the championship a lot more because if they can't overtake, they get, they're getting a good chunk of points and possibly, you know, they might be starting on pole. Yeah. So in the race, they've already got that position as well. So the big boys at the back of the grid, they're going to have to do something mm. and it's going to be action all over the place. Yeah. So it's like, to me, that, that makes it much more appealing. I know that is even more gimmicky, but I was a bit like, well, if you're going a little bit, you might as well go all in. Yeah, yeah. Just make it a bit more interesting for us. Uh, we did mention the changes um, from this year to, from last year, sorry, to this year about more points and stuff. Do you think that has actually helped at all? It's difficult because we've only had one race this, this year so far. Um, I feel like from Imola's results, I would say not really. There were some drivers that were obviously during the sprint race trying to make up a bit more um probably better than it has been it will help drivers and they all say you know all the points will help towards championships and things but at the moment it's not yeah it's not really i do i do kind of feel like though is that carlos went from 10th to 4th yeah. right so I actually got a better starting position in the race okay yeah. he's possibly in the best car or one of the two best cars right and mm. you expect him to do that yeah right all it's done is it's given him more points so the big teams are further ahead. Yeah. And they've then got a chance to even recuperate more points yeah, yeah. in a race. So it's a bit like, I do feel like it's almost a win-win for the big teams and a lose-lose for the lower teams as well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's only going to make a bigger gap. Because it's only from one to eight as well. So it will be the lower teams that don't get any points always. And you think someone like K-Mag, yeah. who qualified fourth, yeah, he then started like eighth. In the, because of the sprint race. Yeah, yeah. So I do kind of feel like, I know it's a double-edged sword, but it's like, I do feel like, I don't know if it actually helps that much. If you do it in reverse championship order, I, gen I generally think we would see so much more action. And I think they would be more entertaining, which then drives in more traffic because people want to see that. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I think that would be more valuable to the sport and to just the things in general. The likelihood is that we would get more accidents though which is then more money and possibly them not being able to get into the race as well which isn't ideal mm. but i don't know i just don't feel like it is enough for me to go yeah i absolutely love this yeah i agree with that i do think that you can't have it every weekend I, i'm i'm more of a purist i like qualifying on a saturday and the race on sunday that's the way it's always been i don't think it needed to change if i'm no, honest I, yeah i agree with that um but if you are going to do it i would say a maximum of about five maybe if we're getting to 25 races, which it looks like the way it's going, regardless of whether people actually want it, regardless if the drivers want it, if we're going to about 25 races, let's say a fifth of those could be sprint weekends. 
but they have to be at tracks not just where they're going to make the most money but where you can actually do some overtaking yeah so like none of the street races are going to work no you're going to have to do it on tracks for instance something like spa or you know possibly Jeddah actually because there's a lot of overtaking opportunities but it's got to be tracks where you can actually overtake i think that's the whole point of sprints is that it's supposed to be intense high action 30 minute race yeah and i just don't think we've had enough of that We've had one out of four at the moment. 25% is not enough for me to go, yeah, that, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is that we were talking about this off air, if we can call it that. And we were talking about possibly being a standalone championship where the constructors could use different drivers. Yeah, so this is where um, the constructors would, would make use of their uh, test driver uh, or, or reserve academy driver. Academy drivers, Or yeah. academy drivers, yeah. Because if you think about it, when they bring up a rookie, they don't know that the rookie is going to perform well or not. No. Here, they would be able to kind of develop them and kind of test out who they want and also make sure that their reserve drivers are ready for if they need to step in. Yeah. I, I like this idea. In my head, I was like, yeah, this could work really well. But it does also cause a lot of different problems, which we'll get to. But I agree. I think this will be well good. Imagine, let's say Ferrari, they want to test out Mick Schumacher and see if he's actually got the potential to be in a Ferrari. Yeah. For the sprint championship, you could put him in there for five races of the season mm -hmm. and see what he can actually do in a top-end car. Yeah. Or you could have put George Russell in the Mercedes for the last two seasons and see what he's done. Exactly. And you can put some of the F2 drivers or someone like Man 2, Nick DeFries. Nick DeFries. We've not seen We've him We've not drive. seen him in an F1 yeah. car. And like Oscar Piastri, yeah. everyone, F2 champion again, like there's some great drivers that are out there, you know, Liam Lawson, Red Bull Academy. And it would kind of give them the chance as well, because yeah. a lot of the times there's no enough, not enough seats. There's no. not seats for people that probably deserve to be there, to be able to be there. So yeah. this is just opening up a little window for some people just test it out. Yeah. It sharpens their skills, I think as yeah. well. And it's also, it publicizes them. Yeah. Like. I can see that as a win-win for everyone. And if, again, if you, maybe if you did it, the race starts in reverse championship order. So, you know, the, for this year, Ferrari and the Red Bulls would be for, uh, right at the back. Mm -hmm. um, and you could just see what the drivers can do in those machines. Yeah, and, and a lot uh, of those drivers from F2 would be used to that sort of thing anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. I think um, the only problems we would have is, let's say, Max Verstappen puts it on pole. Yeah. He's going to start on pole on the on the Sunday because he's qualified on the Friday and he's mm -hmm. given his car to, let's say, I don't know, Liam Lawson. Yeah. Who's going to start at the back of the grid on the Saturday sprint race. He gets into a big accident and they can't repair Max Verstappen's car in time. Yeah. That's the only problem I have because then instead of it being you've got two cars, you're then going to have to have maybe three cars as a possible reserve, possibly even four, all under a salary cap. But again, if it's only for five weekends, maybe that's okay. I don't know. This is all like hypotheticals. There's a hundred percent they won't do this, but it's just like I reckon like they'd have like an probably idea. enough spare parts to have a, a third car made. Um, and and the the salary salary cap. Well, yeah, cost cap. Yeah, cost cap would probably be have to be higher, slightly higher to th accommodate for it. I but think they could easily just have a sprint cap. Does that make sense? So yeah. you've got an extra 30 million for these five races. Or yeah. some, some, maybe that's a bit too much, but you see what I mean? You could yeah. have, that's only can be used for these two sprint chassis. Let's say they went, you've got two sprint chassis for, for the sprint. You've got 30 million to spend on them for the five races. Yeah. You know, whatever. Maybe that would work. I mean, yeah. F1's, F1 could easily rake in 30 million a race from sprints probably. 
Yeah, yeah. Over, over because it's races. more of an incentive to go. You'd probably be more likely to go to a sprint race than you would qualifying. I can understand that. It's just that I'm not sure that the race is worth going to, yeah. if that makes sense. But I, I do also feel like maybe that would also be half the problem is that if you're new to F1, you're going to want to see Lewis. You're going to want to see Max and Charles and all of these drivers. Mm. You're going to want to see them in a sprint race as well. Yeah. So that's also the value you start to lose out of it as well. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you have one mandatory either reserve or academy driver and then you get to choose the other driver you want in it. Yeah, but then you've got things like obviously then they would always have Max Verstappen because he'd then add the point. Or maybe the points wouldn't matter the points, for the uh, championship. This is what I mean. I think this would have to be a standalone championship. It's almost right. like it would be an F1 sprint championship. That doesn't actually affect right. it. Cause so a bit moment, like a W series kind of... Yeah, or like, like F2 is kind of it's a bit like a feeder series, but I yeah. just feel like you're actually getting them in these high-end cars. And let's be honest, the F1 cars are much cooler than the F2 cars because the F2 cars are just, you know, they're Standard. a spec car, yeah, so they're all yeah. the same, which mm. means, you know, it's more down to the drivers. But I don't know, it just gives more incentive to the younger drivers a chance at F1 because they yeah. don't, we don't see enough, if no. that makes sense. We don't see these this good young talent get into the top end thing. Yeah, but it, you can also see it from a point of view that, new fans would then see these drivers and kind of back them and when they go up to normal f1 let's say um not sprint only then they already have that following yeah so yeah. it works both ways it is it's almost like it would be like a little test but i i generally don't see that much of a problem with it mm. i think this could be something that could be quite cool um obviously i don't think it will happen but um if sprint races are a thing maybe just make it a standalone championship just in general as well. I do feel like at the moment, as I mentioned earlier, I think that the big drivers and the big teams just seem to bank more points, which makes the disparity between the teams even greater. Like, was it Williams have got one point and how many have Ferrari got this season already? And you're like, it's yeah. ridiculous already. Yeah. So yeah, that's our thoughts on sprint races. Um, let us know if you've got any ideas in the comments on Instagram, YouTube, wherever you can leave a comment. And yeah, let, let us know. I'm quite interested to see what people... Do people actually like sprint races? Mm. Would they like to see more changes and stuff like that? Would it be a standalone championship? I generally think that, you know, it's just a discussion. I, yeah. I'm not sure if any of this will change. I do think that sprints are here to stay. Yeah. Just that uh, they need to work they, it out a little bit. Yeah, they do need to improve them. It'd be interesting to know what you think. Moving on to the Miami Grand Prix preview. And as we've said before, there is a lot, a lot of hype around this Grand Prix. Yeah. Probably the most hype that I remember, I think, for a new track anyway. Right. Um, and it is around, I believe, the Miami Dolphins Stadium, from what I could work out. Yeah. Um, and we have, what is that, 19 corners. And it's a street circuit, which I kind of get, you know, obviously we're going to have the three sections, three sectors, whatever you want to call them. Sector one kind of looks a bit like, um, I get sort of a Jeddah vibe where it's sort of twisty. There's not really any like major breaking zones. Yeah. Um, and then you go on this sort of long straight that's not actually a straight by the looks of it. And then you get to about turn 11. Now that looks like the first sort of major overtaking opportunity. Possibly turn one as well. Mm -hmm. um, then you go into this weird sort of bell sort of shape, I guess. Um which is 12 and 13. Then you've got a chicane at 14, 15, which then leads into 16, which there possibly could be an overtaking. I don't know how tight that is. Apparently there's also an elevation change around that chicane. Okay. So it's got a little bit more of a characteristic than, or a little bit more character than your Jeddah, which is just flat. 
Um, and then 16 to 17 seems like that is your main straight. So obviously at the end of that turn 17, that seems like that's another good overtaking opportunity possibly. And then you've got sort of a swooping 18, 19, and then you're back over the line sort of thing. So sector one, I think is going to be a following sort of situation. I don't yeah. think we're going to see anything there. The long straight from about eight to turn 11, which is kind of not straight, but it is a straight sort of thing. Mm -hmm. We may see some action there. That chicane area, I think it's going to be a nightmare, possibly some accidents there because I think that's going to be just a bit squeezed, I think. Right, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know how open it is because I haven't actually seen the track yet. And then 16, 17, I think that's going to be really fast down there. That's probably where they're hitting close to about 200, 300 kilometers down there. Uh, 200 miles an hour, I suppose to say. Yeah, I think that looking at this, I actually think that they we might actually get some overtaking action. Yeah. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. I also don't, we don't, I assume the DRSs are going to be on that long straight, possibly, and, and maybe on the curvy one at the bottom as well. Yeah. I think there's enough space in the curvy one. It just, it really depends on how close the walls are. Yeah. If we can get side by side, I think we'll see a bit of action, which is what we want. Mm. It also depends on how spread out they're going to become sometimes quite quickly. They're all kind of in no man's land. Yeah. And then there's no overtaking because everyone's kind of far away from each other. With it being a street circuit as well, I think there's definitely going to be a safety car, possibly a red flag, especially looking at that sort of first sector, that sort of, was that right, left, right, left, big left all the way around sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I think when we look at Jeddah and how fast that is, you only takes one little mistake and you're going to be putting into a wall at quite a high speed. Yeah, so, especially because they've not done this race, this track before. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I'm more excited for it now than when it first got announced. I think maybe because that might be just a hype. You yeah. know, there's so many memes. The teams, social media, those team social medias, they're so good though, aren't yeah, they? They're they, quite are, funny. they are great. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of hype going around it already. But yeah, obviously, because we don't actually know what the track's going to race like, really, um, we'll move straight into our predictions. Which, as you said, we don't know. So it's. These, Mainly guesswork. Uh, to be honest, have we ever really got a prediction bang? Oh, actually, in the last race, we were quite good with the surprises. You yeah. got Vettel and... I was thinking most of the time we get these totally we wrong do, anyway. We do completely make them up, don't we? Yeah, I mean, it's more like what would be good, what would be quite either funny to see or what would be great to see. Mm. And normally it's somewhere in the middle of this is realistic to see that Max is just going to put this on pole and just win everything this weekend, probably. Yeah, that's a bit boring. Um, all right, so... Win or lose a surprise, who is going to win, Robin? Leclerc. You can put Charlie Boy again. Yeah. Because he had a bit reason? of a bad weekend last week. I think he's going to work hard to come back stronger. Yeah, I, I could see that. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I, I do feel like it's going to be a Red Bull dominant track. I just think that Red Bull is so fast and there is quite a few, there's two major straights. Yeah. But that, I'm not going to go for a Red Bull driver. No? No, I've gone for, I've gone really out there. But bear in mind he had a, what people were saying was the worst weekend for a long time for him. Um, and bear in mind we're going to a new track and he always seems to win at a new track. I've gone with Lewis Hamilton. Oh, right. Okay. So I understand this is less likely to happen, but he wins every race every season. Yeah. He likes America. He yeah. intends to do well at Cota. You know, I feel like there's a lot of things. It would just be classic Lewis with his back against the wall that just comes back and says, did you seriously think I was rubbish? Like, it, yeah. it would just be a classic Lewis thing to do. 
So to follow from that, I think we'll jump to surprises because my thinking was similar to yours and and I've gone with Hamilton on podium podium. as a surprise because I don't think that the McLaren, um, I don't think that the Mercedes is good enough to win. No, I would probably agree with that, but I I just think it's just classic Lewis. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought he could probably get podium. He could do, especially if there's safety cars and there's red flags and there's, you know, all all of that normal street race shenanigans and all the experience he's had as well. I don't know. It it would just be classic Lewis to do something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, But I, I, I generally do think that he'll probably be a Red Bull winner, I think. And likelihood of that is probably Max. Because uh, we said this last, did we say this last week in the podcast that I've never seen Checo actually overtake Max? Mm, I don't remember if we said that. I we definitely might, talked about it, but I don't know if it was on the podcast. It was. I might, might have been on one of my streams as well. I did this week. We we're talking about F one on on the stream, and um, yeah, I did mention that. I, I don't think I've ever seen Sergio overtake Max. No, I don't so, think he ever will either. No, I think he's certified he's been told you're number driver. Two, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, my surprise as soon as you did yours, Lewis, surprise, um, will be Fernando Alonso will actually finish a race and possibly even get points. That would be good. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that I'm saying that as a surprise, but he's had such a bad run. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that you can see the car can do it. Yeah. Um, If he doesn't have a big hole in his side pod or the engine doesn't just like break down or... I know. You know, he's just been a bit unlucky because as you say, the, the car looks quick. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Fernando. All right, so that will go back a step for the final thing now of loser of the weekend. Yeah. So I saw what you put down as the loser and I kind of followed suit in a sense of normally we do drivers, but we've gone for constructors this time. Yeah, we've gone for teams. Teams. Mm. And I've gone for Aston mainly because they've not been very good (laughs) as a whole. Um, Last week... They started to look good and you thought, oh, okay, great. Aston's getting there. But I'm not sure if they're going to be doing well in Miami. No, I don't know. Because it seems like, I don't know, street races, you normally need to have the speed. I don't think they do. No, I don't think they, I don't think they actually have the raw speed. I would agree with that. I don't think they have the raw speed. But my team that I've gone for as the loser is McLaren. Now, similar to you, where I think last week was a bit of a fluke because... Yeah. It was cold and it was cold at Barcelona testing and McLaren did well there. But as soon as it was hot and we went to Bahrain and we went to uh, Saudi Arabia, they struggled. Mm. Miami's not going to be boiling, I don't think, at this time of year. But it's not going to be freezing. It's not going to be cold. And I just think it's also a street circuit and they struggled in Saudi Arabia as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just lots of things. I just think it's funny that everyone thinks, oh, maybe McLaren's back you know, possibly having a special livery. I just think there's a lot of things that they're hyping up that it might just go straight back down. No, I hope not. No, I do like McLaren, but I just think, I don't know, I've just got a feeling that this this may go bad for them. So they're my loser. So should we go to fantasy? Yeah, so we're terrible at this. Like the fantasy, we we are shocking. Um, At least you're not last. No, yeah, I mean, it could be worse for me, yeah. I mean, I don't understand how you're so far off everyone. <laughs> so we've now got six in this. Because everyone else has Ferrari as their constructor, right? I can't afford Ferrari because <laughs> I'm not le- wanting to let go of any of my drivers. I'll tell you what, though. Eddie and Ben 
are absolutely smashing up. One and two. Eddie's still leading, but Ben has caught up. He's only 20 or 19 points behind Eddie now. Mm. And then you've got Dexo, who has recently joined. Hello, Dexo. Um, in P3. I'm P4, but 70 points off Dexo and like 150 off Eddie. So I've not done very well. No. Then got Giuliano further 40 points back from me. And then, <laughs> do you want to do this bit? No. 330 points off Eddie is Robin at the bottom. Yeah. So I'm. I think you're out. A Williams. Yeah, you're a Williams, unfortunately. Um, I actually haven't changed my team too much. It's probably a good thing. Because I, I want Alonso to get points. Magnussen's doing pretty well. I think mm-hmm. he'll be doing all right there. Checo seems to be doing all right. Uh, and I've kept the Ferrari boys as well because they still to be, seem to be doing all right. Sainz, he's surely got to turn good at some point, I think. Yeah, he's got it in him. He I just was, needs to do better. I was going to make Checo my turbo driver, but I've left it with Charles because Charles is on a streak, which means that he gets extra points. So I oh, was right. like, I've left it with Charles just because I think I need all the points I can get, really. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm keeping mostly the same. Uh, Signs, Magnuson, Russell. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure why I'm keeping Russell. But he always brings some points, so let's keep him. Um, Leclerc. I've also got Leclerc as my turbo driver. And then um, I had Gasly. I wanted to get Lando last week, and I didn't do it. And then Lando did really well, and I thought... So I thought, okay, I'll do it this week, but... It's going to be the week where Lando doesn't do very well, isn't it? So I swapped it for Lando. Then I was looking at the constructors and I thought, oh, Alpine are actually doing better than, um, sorry, McLaren are doing better than Alpine and Alpine was the one that I had. So I went and swapped them. So I've now got McLaren. All right. So you're going to have to hope that my prediction doesn't come true. Yes. That's what I was thinking when you were saying they're not going to do very well. I was thinking, oh, please, no. (laughs) So that's pretty much our fantasy predictions for this Miami Grand Prix. If you yeah. want to join, we will leave a de- the link in the description. Yep. Um, you're more than welcome to join. Yeah. You'll probably absolutely destroy us because, as you can see, we're, we're not that good. No. If you've got less than 500 points, I would encourage you to join even more. <laughs> so I'm not at the bottom. All right. So that is us done. Another podcast down. Yeah. If you have any questions, as always, let us know on uh, instagram is probably the best place we're still getting used to instagram yeah i'm not very good at social media so bear with me (laughs) (laughs) we're still getting used to it so uh we will be posting out questions for podcasts and stuff and just want your comments on it so when there is one of those posts it's one of the greeny ones isn't it yeah a green one is ask any questions that we can then put on here and then the yellow ones are just for promotional stuff yeah we've got a new episode out and things like that so uh, yeah follow us on Instagram chuck your questions in there that's probably the best place you can also if you're listening to this on YouTube drop them in the comments on YouTube as well yeah. and we'll get back to you mm-hmm. if you're listening on Spotify Apple Amazon wherever you listen to this podcast leave a review it always helps us out yeah and uh, yeah we will catch you for the Miami Grand Prix review next week take care everyone see ya tires are okay for plan B